October 30th, 2019. It is Halloween Eve. To all you ghosts and ghouls out there. Happy Wednesday, everybody. Um, just waking up to a partial cloudy sky. It's a cool morning, cool crisp morning on a fall day. I love that. I love fall. Fall is my favorite time of the year. So I'm enjoying that. About ready to step out and enjoy some coffee. I'm going to go out and chase a bear claw at my local donut spot here pretty soon after I'm done with this just got the morning paper and uh, <laughs> there's a pretty funny picture in it <coughs> excuse me and as you know there's a we've been having that uh, uh, fires up north of the Kincaid fire here in Northern California also there is a fire down in Southern California but right now what's affecting us is the ones that are happening with the Kincaid, with all the smoke that we've been having, that seems to be an issue. And while winds have definitely have diminished, which is very good news for our firefighters out there fighting the fire, there is a, on the front page of this morning paper, East Bay Times, uh, <laughs> I guess there's a couple from Chicago that went to, went to the wine country up there and uh, was going to get married up there in a beautiful wine country. But unbeknownst to them, a fire had broken out. And it's got a picture of them, a lovely picture of them in the wine country. And in the back, behind them, <laughs> it's got a picture of them in a vineyard, if you can imagine that. You know, he's got his, his suit on, she's got her lovely uh, bride's dress on, and she's holding a bouquet of flowers. And they're standing in the middle of a vineyard. And uh, behind them, in the background, there is... Uh, some, some the skies look pretty smoky and uh, orange as you can imagine and not only are they donning their best uh, suit and dress uh, for their wedding they are also wearing uh, particle masks <laughs> which is pretty funny so uh, they I don't know if it, if it's that bad they really wanted to get married there uh, regardless but they definitely have a memory uh, to share with their children and grandchildren, definitely. Uh, why is mommy and daddy in their wedding photo wearing particle masks in the middle of a smoky skied vineyard? <laughs> so, I don't know. It's pretty funny. Let's see. Uh, uh, yeah. As a wedding planner, Sarah Seguro, I don't know her last name, uh, has to deal with her sharp nuptial crisis, but nothing may compare to trying to pull off a Chicago couple's Sonoma County ceremony Saturday as a massive Kincaid wildfire raged in the north end of the county. That challenge was reflected in a photo of her newly er, newlywed clients, Curtis and Katie Ferland, wearing face masks as they stood in a wine country vineyard framed by a smoke-filled sunset. The photo of the couple has since gone viral, perhaps because it asks the question that the photographer, Karna Roa, herself wondered, Quote, is this the new normal for the California wine country in 2019? 
<laughs> yes, it is. Just to, just to let you know, yes, it is. Um, so that's pretty interesting. Okay. So I'm trying to avoid any fire talk unless it, it's pertinent information that needs to be thrown out there to the general public. But, uh, yeah, just go through. I'll, I'll go through some articles. I'm going to watch the morning paper, and then I'll come back. All right, the morning news on TV. And read the morning paper, I should say. And, you know. Oh, man. Oh, yeah, by the way. Yeah, I'll get into the next segment. I got some good news that I'm going to finally share that's going to actually kind of affect my podcast temporarily. But still, I want to throw it out there just for the record. And, oh, let's see, real quickly. Juan Soto clubbed a solo home run in the fifth inning, the second homer of the inning for the Nationals, to put Washington ahead 3-2 in Game 6. They went on to beat the Astros 7-2 to force a deciding Game 7 tonight in Houston. Wow. How about that, huh? I, I totally missed that game. Wow. Looks like I'm tuning into Game 7. You know, I have to be honest. I, I just really have not been following the World Series. I really haven't. I, I think the last I heard was the Astros had a chance to win the whole thing or something. I, I, I don't know. I thought there was only four games that were played already. But they're going to Game 7 already. I, I, I don't know. I, I think ever since Houston beat the Oakland A's, you know, in that wild card matchup, I just kind of just, I said, oh, to hell with it. You know, I think I, I just kind of lost my way. So, all right. Well, game seven, I'm going to give it a shot. I'm going to watch it. So that's cool. All right. That being said, I hope everybody's enjoying the morning. And I will come back to you right after this pause. So I came across this article on Fox.com. Or is it uh, FoxNews.com? Excuse me. And it's an article about Michelle Obama. And I guess she was doing some sort of event in Chicago or near there. And uh, she seems to say that whites are still running from blacks and immigrants or minorities and immigrants. Excuse me. I don't know what the hell she's talking about, but I just started reading the article and I'll just start right over. Uh before I start ranting on her ass. Uh, white Americans are still running elsewhere when minorities and immigrants move into their communities, Michelle Obama observed Tuesday. Now, before I go any further, let's remind ourselves, her and Barack just moved into one of the wealthiest neighborhoods near Washington, D.C. And the reason they said they did that was because so her uh, one of her daughters can finish up her schooling there in D.C. Uh, nonetheless, I didn't see any, I didn't hear any reports of white people, a mass exodus from Washington, D.C. Uh, leave that neighborhood. So I don't know what the hell she's talking about. But let us go forward. The former first lady made the remarks at the Obama Foundation Summit held at the Illinois Institute of Technology in Chicago. In a sit-down interview with journalist Isabel Wilkinson, in which Obama was accompanied by her brother Craig Robinson, an exclusive with the NBA's New York Knicks. Obama described when she first became conscious of what's been called white flight. 
Quote, we were doing everything we were supposed to do and better, Obama said of her family, recalling when they got a new address in Chicago's South Side. But when we moved in, white families moved out. Quoting, I want to remind white folks that y'all were running from us, she continued, according to the Chicago Sun-Times, and you're still running. <laughs> what the hell is wrong with her? Is she one of those people that just got woke? Is that what the hell's going on here? Jesus. Uh, discrimination took another form as she advanced in her academic career, said the 55-year-old Obama, a best-selling author with degrees from Princeton and Harvard, adding she did her best to move forward and achieve despite the mistreatment. Quoting, as people doubted us coming through, are you Princeton material? Can you really make it make the grade? Can you cut it? What do you do in those instances, Obama asked, according to The Hill. All you can do is put your head down and do the work and let the work, your truth, speak for itself. Obama added that she is mystified by the concept of discrimination. Quoting, I can't make people not afraid of black people, she said, according to The Hill. I don't know what's going on. I can't explain what's happening in your head. <laughs> First off... <laughs> that is so ridiculous, man. This woman is just, she is unhinged. I, 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 I thought she was a pretty intelligent woman, to be honest with you, but to say some stupid shit like this, this is just kind of out of left field, literally out of left field. Going on to quote, but maybe if I showed up every day as a, as a human, a good human, doing wonderful things, loving my family, loving our kids, taking care of things that I care about, Maybe, just maybe that work will pick away at the scabs of our discrimination. Maybe that will slowly unravel it. You know, call me crazy, but I think the majority of the votes Barack Obama uh, received in his bid for presidency, those votes were done by white people. So I don't think it's necessarily a white thing. I'm just saying, I'm just throwing it out there, you know. Her popularity was with a lot of white old ladies in the suburbs, so I don't know why she's saying things like this now. Probably because she does, you know, she won't never be able to go into the White House again. I don't know. Maybe that's why she's so bitter. I don't know that she's not the first lady anymore. Maybe that's the reason. I don't know. Earlier this month, a Boston Herald Franklin Pierce University survey found that Obama would become an instant Democratic frontrunner in New Hampshire if she decided to seek the White House in 2020, although she has said there is zero chance that she'll enter the race. And to be honest, yeah, I think she, you know, she probably could get, she probably would just go right over Joe Biden's head, that's for sure, and definitely over Elizabeth Warren's head and the rest of those idiots in the backfield. But, uh, yeah, I, I have heard her say she just wants to focus in on her family and stuff. And so, yeah, good for her in that regard. Quoting, there are so many ways to improve this country and be build a better world. And I keep doing plenty of them, she told Amtrak's magazine, The National, this past August. From working with young people to helping families lead healthier lives, but sitting behind the desk in an Oval Office will never be one of them. It's just not for me. And that's how she concludes it. Yeah, I don't, I don't know why she would say something like uh, this white flight thing. I, I don't know why she would just come off with that. 
people aren't white. I'm a white person, and let me tell you something, everybody. I'm not running from no damn minority, and I'm not running from no damn immigrants. I live around them 24/7 for over 50 years, and uh, there's nothing to run from. So, you know, I think Michelle Obama just has it, and I think from her point of view, that's how she perceives white people. I think that's I think the problem lies within her and not within the white people she sees you know and granted there are some pretty you know shady white people out there and they're probably racist and i know i know one ones are living kind of right next door to me so so uh, in that regard she is right there are race but then you know when you think about it it doesn't matter what your skin color is or what your culture is or what what background you have trust me Whatever group that may be, there are people within your demographic that are probably racist in some way or form. Unfortunately, we live amongst them here in, in our society. You can't get rid of them, unfortunately. It's a cancer. But but for Michelle Obama to come out and just say something like that, I think it's kind of reckless and, and just irresponsible of her. This shows a negative side of her. Because actually, I had a, you know, I kind of liked her, you know. Even though there was rumors about her being a man. <laughs> a lot of people said she was a trans, you know. I don't know. You know. She does look a little manly. She does have those man hands. And I think I've seen a, I've seen a photo somebody had uh, put out there on the internet that went viral. Showing her come walking down some stairs. And it looked like she kind of had a package in her pants, if you know what I mean. And so that kind of went viral. And so it had me kind of doubting. But, you know, when you really look at her children, you know, she did have daughters, right? And you look at one of the daughters, and they kind of do, you know, one of them does kind of look like her. So, you know, I think she is a woman, safe to say. Just saying. I'm not going to be the one to sit there and accuse her of being a man. But maybe that's why she's bitter about white people, because it was a white guy that put out that, that photo. I don't know. But for her to sit there and say there's a white flight going on and white people are running from minorities and immigrants is just absolutely ridiculous. So I think she got to just sit at home retire with all that big money she's making off her book and everything else and, and just live a good life and just be quiet i mean your husband's a socialist and haven't you guys stolen enough uh taxpayer money <laughs> you know what i mean i don't know if stolen is the correct word but haven't you you know had your fair share let's just say so i thought i'd share that article with you so michelle obama getting into the identity politics of it all but she's not going to run for president, mind you. So it looks like John Cena. And his name is John Cena! <laughs> Former wrestler and now actor is pledging to donate $500,000 to firefighters in California. Uh, and this came, this article came out yesterday. Wrestler turned actor John Cena plays a firefighter in a new film, and now he's stepping up to help firefighters battling the wildfires in California. Quote: I want Paramount to do me one favor. I want them to pick a charity. To pick a charity that aids our first responders as soon as possible. And on behalf of playing with fire 
and out of respect to the people that I truly believe are heroes, Paramount did as Cena asked and selected two organizations to support. The Los Angeles Fire Department and Cal Fire Foundations will split the $500,000 from the actor. Cena says firefighters in California battling the wildfires inspired his donation. So that's really great of John Cena, right on. He got $500,000 to come out of Paramount's pocket. Very cool, very cool. So thank you, John Cena, and I think a lot of those firefighters really do appreciate you stepping up like that. That's really cool. You are listening to the World of Dance Podcast. Currently, to the fire situation, especially the Kincaid fire, that's kind of where I'm focused at. Um, this is the update, just released about a half hour ago. This is uh, Sonoma County, California. Uh, the Kincaid fire has scored 76,825 acres and is only 30% contained currently, as it continues its, destru its destructive path across Sonoma County. This morning is a critical time for firefighters as gusty winds pick up. Overnight winds gusts hit around 50 to 55 miles per hour on peaks in the North Bay. The gusts will remain at 30 to 40 miles per hour through the morning, but will taper to 10 to 20 miles per hour range by noon. A red flag warning will remain in effect until 4 p.m. when wind speeds will be mostly below 10 miles per hour. After the wind event, the weather will improve for the next five to seven days, but no rain is in the forecast at any time. In the lower elevations, Cal Fire said the winds died down significantly this morning, especially along the Highway 101 corridor. Firefighters said there were no evacuations ordered overnight, no new spot fires. Last night, spot fires burned in northeast Sonoma County. The, the flare-ups were on Chalk Hill Road near Foothill Regional Park in Windsor. The fire has destroyed 189 build buildings currently, including 86 of them being homes. Of the 39 structures damaged, officials say 20 are homes. Uh, there are 80,435 structures that remain threatened currently. Uh, most of them are homes. About 156,000 people remain under evacuation orders after about 30,000 people who had been evacuated were allowed home Monday. Repopulation of the evacuation zones was paused yesterday due to the increased winds. Officials will meet later today to discuss possibly, possibly lifting some evacuations later today. Two firefighters have been injured. One of the firefighters was flown to a hospital and is stable. Uh, and it goes on to say, to see if your address is, your address is evacuated, use the online up-to-date evacuation map for Sonoma County. Uh, if you have any questions, officials urge you to call 211. And as far as that Sonoma, that map, uh, you can find that at Sonoma County's website. Uh, there's concern Wednesday morning that the strong winds could push the Kincaid Fire north into Lake County. The Kincaid Fire looks big but it is not roaring in many directions like we saw the first day of the fire when the wind was really howling. We are not expecting wind right now in Middletown. The town feels calm and there's no smoke. It's just very cold. 
The sheriff indicated Tuesday they had a sense that the fire might leave Lake County alone, quoting, we're not looking at a bunch more spread. We're getting some good feedback from CAL FIRE as far as their feelings on whether or not that fire is going to pose a threat or not, said Lake County Sheriff Brian Martin. It look, it's looking like it's probably not, but again, it's still out there. It still poses a danger, and we're going to have some changes in the wind. There was a concern that this was going to move into Lake County, so they got aggressive. Looks like their efforts paid off. This threat wasn't the only thing residents here have had to deal with. They also haven't had power, many of them since Saturday. School has been canceled, it is very cold, and the sheriff has declared a state of emergency here. And it goes on. So, yeah, that's that's currently what's going on. And, uh, you know, we just got to pray for those people up there. So stay strong up there. Um, I don't know if you heard the report. I, I don't know if I got into it at all yesterday or not. But uh, the mayor, London Breed, of San Francisco, she has uh, offered her assistance in housing... Uh, providing shelter for all the people affected by the Kincaid fire up in Sonoma County. And uh, I had caught wind, uh, no pun intended, but I had caught wind of this uh, developing story story with Mayor Breed, and it kind of led me to believe. I, I retweeted this article, and I had posted with this article you know, questioning, you know, how can she do that? I mean, she already has to take care of homeless people. We have a, a we have a problem with overpopulation with the homeless in her city. How is she going to tackle that issue on top of bringing in people from Sonoma County and sheltering them? Shouldn't she take care of the homeless first before she offers offers shelter to the homeless that she currently has laying in the streets of her own city? So I'm I'm a little bit confused by that. Uh, I think it's kind of pretty stupid, really, for her to come out and offer her, you know, help. I, I mean, you know, it's good that she's doing that. I mean, you know, a lot of people would kind of look at her and say, "Well, you know, hey, man, like myself, what are you doing? I mean, look at look what's going on around you. You know what I mean? So, I don't know how she's gonna." deal with that I really don't know but uh, I think she should take care of her own house first before she brings in others for a visit you know what I mean uh, it's already pretty populated around the Bay Area the immediate Bay Area dragging in people from Sonoma County uh, is just going to kind of complicate things not only for the people that are already here but for the people that are being evacuated I mean it could be a real what they would call a clusterfuck of a situation so I think it's a bad move on Mayor Breed's part. That's just my opinion. Okay, so I just kind of want to get you an update of exactly what's going on as of today, Wednesday, uh, with the King K fire, and at least in Northern California. I uh, don't mean to diminish the situation down in Southern California, but I just don't have that type of information available to me. I'm just kind of focused in on what's going on right here in my own backyard. So, all right. I'll leave you with that. So I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to finish off today's podcast with uh, some strange news out there. 
And the first one is about some raccoons. And raccoons seem to have taken shelter in an Arkansas State University library. <laughs> and it's, they got the they got the little sucker. I'm I'm getting this from Fox's uh, odd news section, and hopefully I can turn this off before it starts going off on me. So a library in Arkansas State University was overrun by a couple of furry friends who had apparently seeken shelter from a storm. Raccoons, right? A math tutor at the school located in Jonesboro said he saw at least two raccoons while on the third floor of the university's library on Sunday. Bill Smith, a communications official for the school, told KAIT-TV there were probably two or three raccoons. And yeah, they got him on surveillance. One of them. He looks like he's busted. <laughs> Very good. Uh, quote, our facility management folks were alerted by the library staff and they came out last night and humanely trapped them, he said. With all the rain we've had in the area, these streams that are near the library... Then we have woods that are also near the library that rising waters have driven some of the wildlife out. The official quipped about the raccoons, quote, In this case, they were just looking for higher ground. They were looking for some higher learning as well. Smith said the nocturnal creatures were released back into the wild. So very good. Some some. <laughs> I don't know if that's a strange story or an odd story. It just seems like, a, you know, some raccoons got into into the library. So, okay. But this one is a little disturbing to me. This one seems to have been released about 10 hours ago. Hmm. Well, here's an interesting one. California middle school students receive student ID cards with sex hotline number. I don't know what the hell that's all about. Yeah, I'm telling you, California is really going just downward. I, I don't know. I don't know what this is about, but hopefully it's a good story. Uh, but just right off the top, it does. The story does discuss suicide. So if someone you know is having thoughts of suicide, please contact the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-T-A-L-K. That's talk. Again, that number is 1-800-273. Talk. 1-800-273-8255. So, just want to put it out there. It's a disclaimer. But a California public school district apologized Tuesday after a sex hotline number was printed on identification cards issued to middle school students, according to reports. Okay, so it was an accident. All right. I thought, I thought uh, California was going a little more left again, but it was just an accident. The Lancaster School District in northern Los Angeles County said New Vista Middle School intended to print a suicide prevention hotline number on the IDs, but mixed up two digits, resulting in a sex hotline number unknowingly being printed instead, Fox 11 Los Angeles reported. Boy, that's a big screw-up. That's kind of weird. The suicide prevention hotline and the sex hotline are just a couple of digits apart? I would think they would be, there would be a little bit more separation there. In, 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 I don't know. It just seems kind of know, too close for comfort, I guess. I don't know. As far as phone numbers go. Quote, late yesterday, we were, able to, we were made aware that the middle school student ID cards have the wrong phone number listed on the suicide hotline. 
the phone numbers have two digits transposed and this is a mistake. The number listed on the card is actually a sex line, the district said in a statement. The middle school administrators will be collecting all student IDs today and we will be printing new student IDs and distributing them to our students. We are very sorry for this error and we are working hard to correct it. Well, I don't know how, I, <laughs> I don't really don't know how much of a correction you can do. I mean, I don't know how smart these kids are, but you know, once you get your card, you know, your ID card, I remember having my student ID card. We didn't flip it over, see a phone number, and then start calling it or anything. We just kind of like took it and shoved it in our pocket. So if they can get all those cards back, fine. But I think once the story's released and any kids out there got to <laughs> still have their card and they are, they're able to read this story, and get wind of the story, they're probably going to say, oh, let me check my car. Oh, man, I'm going to call this number. Meanwhile, in Kansas, a Kansas man who took a joyride on a stolen construction excavator, allegedly leaving properties damaged and police officers endangered in his wake, was arrested Sunday, officials said. Shane Funk, 46, was caught riding the large piece of machinery through the Oakland neighborhood of Topeka early Sunday morning, according to police who responded to the scene. Authorities had received a call about a, a suspicious vehicle. <laughs> Several homes in the area were evacuated as a safety precaution as Funk allegedly drove the excavator, the Topeka Capital Journal reported. Funk, F-U-N-K. Hmm. That's an interesting name. God, when you look at his mugshot, boy, he looks like he got the shit beat out of him. I don't know if he fell off the excavator or what the deal is, but this guy looks jacked up. Investigators tried to stop Funk, but were unsuccessful, so ultimately responding officers shot him with a non-lethal beanbag, pe beanbag pellets to get him to stop driving the construction equipment. So maybe that's why his face is all jacked up. <laughs> he took a beanbag right to the face. Funk was... Funk was... That name, man. Now, that's an easy name to pronounce, but it's just kind of, every time I, I read it, it just kind of just doesn't fit in right with the story. I don't know why. Funk was in a funk. Funk was treated for minor injuries and was taken into custody for a slew of charges, including criminal property damage, attempting to flee police, and aggravated assault of a law enforcement officer. Online Shawnee County Department of Corrections records indicate. As of Tuesday, he was being held in lieu of $75,000 bond and other separate bonds totaling $3,000 for outstanding warrant. It wasn't immediately clear how much damage Funk allegedly caused in the neighborhood. <laughs> yeah, Funk's in a funk. He looks jacked up, man. What? What the heck? You have to be on drugs or you just have to be just drunk. Listen, I've had a taste of drink. You know what I mean? I've had my alcohol, share of alcohol. I've been drunk before, you know? I never stole no shit and just like an excavator and start driving around neighborhoods and jacking shit up. No, that that wasn't me. I, I don't do. <laughs> I don't know what compels people to do that, but it wasn't me. I would never do nothing like that. That's for sure. So, let's see. Back to California. California man who stole endangered lemur from zoo sentenced to prison. And, uh, <laughs> look at that. Oh, man. I'm telling you, these mugshots tell a, tell a lot about a person. 
That, this guy, oh my god, this guy looks, he looks jacked up like they, <laughs> like they just dragged him out of the drunk tank and put him in front of the camera to take his mugshot. Wow. A California man who last year busted an endangered ring-tailed lemur out of his cage at Santa Ana Zoo was sentenced on Monday to three months in federal prison, prosecutors announced. Akinas Kaspar, 19 of Orange County, also was ordered to pay $8,486 in restitution to the zoo, according to the news release from the U.S. Attorney's Office in the Central District of California. Kasbar broke into the zoo after hours on July 27, 2018, and stole North America's oldest ring-tailed lemur in captivity to keep the endangered animal as his pet, prosecutors said, adding that he used bolt cutters to cut a hole in the zoo's enclosures for lemurs and caption monkeys, capuchin monkeys, <laughs> hope I said that right which caused several of the animals to escape. Crews later recovered those animals. After he stole the 33-year-old ring-tailed lemur named Isaac, Kasbar placed the animal in a plastic drawer that did not have ventilation holes, according to court papers. The next day, Kasbar abandoned Isaac, leaving the animal in front of a Newport Beach hotel, according to court documents, which added that the ring-tailed lemur was in the same plastic drawer with two notes placed on it. The notes read, quote, lemur with tracker, and this belongs to the Santa and the Zoom. It was taken last night. Please bring it to the police, prosecutor said. Isaac was returned unharmed to the Santa Ana Zoo, and the break in the break in, in and the break in caused eight thousand four hundred and eighty six dollars worth of damage, according to investigators. This past July, he pleaded guilty to one misdemeanor count of unlawfully taking an endangered species. The misdemeanor count carried a maximum penalty of one year in federal prison and a $100,000 fine, the Orange County Register reported. The ring-tailed lemur is native to Madagascar and is on the list of 25 most endangered primates, according to the court documents, which blame the illegal pet trade in part for its endangered status. And that's coming from Fox News's Ryan Gaidos, Gaidos of the Associated Press. So there you go. Don't steal a lemur. You'll get some fed time. Now he's a convicted federal. Well, no, he's not a felon. I, I think they said it was a misdemeanor. But still, you don't want to be messing around with the feds. And you wouldn't want to do three months in a federal prison. Jesus Christ, not for a damn lemur. And looking at his mugshot, he looks like he's just jacked up. Like he just drank way too much. That's what. That's why I purposely have, I, I, I've chosen to stay away from alcohol. That's just my decision. If you, you know, if you're a drinker, a social drinker, God bless you. But if you can't handle it, don't do it. Just a thought. And I think I'll just finish up with one more story because I want to go out and enjoy a day. It's already ten o'clock in the morning, and I'm way behind what I wanted to do today. So. But this one kind of, this story also stuck out to me. Virgin Mary statues at Connecticut Haunted House spark outrage and confusion. So I'm just warming you up for the holidays. <laughs> the holidays. Or should I say the Halloween holiday with a nice little haunted house story. And this is why it's important not to mix up holidays. A haunted house attraction in Connecticut reportedly found itself in the center of a controversy thanks to some poorly placed statues meant 
for a future Christmas decoration. Oh boy. <laughs> Already it sounds bad. The nightmare on Walcott Street in Waterbury decided to cover two statues of the Virgin Mary with sheets at the request of the mayor's office, WTKR reported. Apparently some local mistook locals mistook the statues as being part of the attraction and found it to be disrespectful. Hmm. The owners of the haunted house attraction took to Facebook to explain the situation. Their post began, quote, First, we want to apologize to anyone who's been offended by the pick of the statues. They have nothing and will never have anything to do with the nightmare on Walcott Street. That's why they're placed on the back dock in front of the restoration shop and not at our front entrance of nightmare on Walcott Street, unquote. The owners went to explain that most visitors wouldn't even see the statues except for, for customers that park in their lot. They also confirmed to Fox News that the statues had been sitting in that location for about five years and hadn't ever been connected with the Halloween attraction until this year. Quoting, Our blessed mother has never and will never be part of our haunted attraction, the Post continued. They're placed where they are at at, a, at the restoration shop because we're planning to restore them and use them for an upcoming 2020 Christmas nativity scene. Isn't passing judgment before knowing the facts one of the biggest issues in today's society? All it does is cause chaos like this. The statues will be covered while Nightmare on Walcott Street is open in hopes to bring some peace to this matter. Thank you. Unquote. Yeah, I know. I mean, people are just so unhinged and they, they don't even, that's what's going on around here. Just people just go ahead and they go out there and they just assume things or they just take things out of context and they switch it around and then they throw it back in your face like you're, you know, like you're doing something bad. You know what I mean? I mean, who are these people to be, to even pass judgment? You know, what is it? Mother Teresa, the Pope? Are they Jesus Christ himself? I mean, geez, whiz, man. Renee Dearborn spoke with Fox News and confirmed the confusion had been cleared up. Thankfully, the controversy didn't seem to hurt business. While the weekend before Halloween usually has been busy, Dearborn confirmed that they saw an uptick in business this year. Dearborn said she wanted to clarify that she couldn't attribute it all to the attraction's recent press. According to her, about half of the visitors hadn't even heard of the controversy. She also confirmed to Fox News that once the last ticket is sold for the haunted house attraction, the plastic wrap will be coming off the statues. I'm telling you, man, these people, Jesus. You can't please anybody in today's society. Everybody's got to, you know, be critical about every little thing without knowing the facts. And that is what's exactly going on in today's society. You know, these people have become unhinged. People read so much into so little. <laughs> wow. Let's screw those people. But, I mean, to get to go back to the mayor's office like that, man, that's unhinged, man. Oh, well. Anyhow, that's enough. I'm going to call it a day today. Uh, so, that being said... Thank you very much for checking in to my little podcast. I really do appreciate it. Please take a moment 
to check out my YouTube channel, World of Dan, capital W-O-R-L-D, capital O-F, capital D-A-N, all one word. There are no spaces between them. Check out my YouTube videos of all kinds of this and that and everything in between. Uh, it's just kind of a hobby channel. It's kind of like this podcast. It's just a little hobby. So please take a time and subscribe, favorite, share it, and do the same with my, my podcast here. Subscribe, you know. I don't know if you could do thumbs up. But I guess it depends on what kind of podcast um, format you're going through to, to hear me. But if there's a thumbs up button, give it a thumbs up. If there's a share button, share it. <sighs> it's been a wild week. And again, just a little bit of an announcement. Uh, I am finally, thank you, Lord, thank you. I am finally moving. And I can't wait. It's going to be very busy and very hectic uh, this next couple of weeks here going into November. So putting out podcasts uh, won't be as frequent, at least through November, I, I predict. That being said... Again, thank you so much for tuning in. I hope everybody has a kick-ass day. And I will be looking forward to speaking with you guys again tomorrow. Peace out, everybody. Oh,